Okay. Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of a pa my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I'm so excited that you're here again. If you're a new listener, thank you for stopping by to check it out and see what it's all about. Um, I'm just so appreciative for your time. I know it's valuable and I don't take it for granted for one second. If you're a new listener here, the way this podcast usually works is I share a journal entry of mine from about six years ago when I was in the thick of the struggle and um, I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then. But today we are in for a special treat because I have my good friend, Caitlin, with us. Um, she is an Instagram guru. She helped me with my Instagram for over a year. Um, but we go back before Instagram um, because we were in a coaching program together. And I was just thinking yesterday, like, wait, how long have I known Caitlin for and I'm like, it is almost three years yeah. that I've known Caitlin, um, but it feels like much longer. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it was like right in 2019, uh, fall of 2019. So we're coming up on three years, but uh, like a year is missing because of the pandemic. So, um, but in that time, Caitlin's become a great friend. And whenever we get to chatting, I feel like we could just chat for hours, but I wanted to have Caitlin on because she too has gone through her healing journey. And now that's evolving into not only what that looks like for her own business as an Instagram social media manager, but for what that looks like when she's working with clients on Instagram. So, um, we, know, we love all things healing on one of a kind you. So thank you so much for joining us, Caitlin. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and I could talk to you all day as well. So I'm really excited. Yeah. So, um, but don't worry, ladies, we are going to try and keep it to a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll trim it. We'll trim it down today. Because <laughs> if we don't set that sort of rule for ourselves, you could be here until next year listening to us chat away. So <laughs> about everything under the sun. <laughs> yes. Holistic things, Instagram, entrepreneurship, healing dogs, because Caitlin's a dog mom too. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, relationships family. I mean, you name it and we'll chat about it. So, um, yeah. So Caitlin, tell us how you got started with Instagram management. Yeah. Okay. So going back to the beginning, you know, I graduated from JMU. I have my degree in public relations. So I had a little bit of background in like campaigns, um, when I came out of school and that's when I kind of geared myself more towards working for nonprofits. So we started working for a local nonprofit in the Philly area. Kim and I aren't far from each other um, in location. And it was a great experience. They offered direct benefits for cancer patients. My dad actually passed away from cancer when I was 15. So it felt really in alignment. And what was so funny about that job is it was actually pretty triggering for me. And I didn't expect it to be um, just because it kind of brought up like a lot of my childhood and trauma, which I know we'll unpack later. So that was challenging. And that was something that I noticed pretty early on when I was working for them. So yeah. I knew it wouldn't be there too long. You know, it was kind of one of those things where it was getting the job done, you know, um, 
but I knew that I wouldn't stay there for like even over a year. And I was very fortunate that the team was so small at the time. There was about eight of us and I launched an Instagram giveaway for them for a new campaign. They had never run it before. And I took their Instagram following from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in under a month. Which is insane. Like that doesn't even seem possible. Oh my gosh. It literally it didn't feel possible. You know, sometimes I still have the screenshots. I'll like go back and look to make sure it actually happened. You know, yeah. growth has now dwindled. Like yes. people fall off and things like that. That's normal after a campaign as well. Um, but it was just a crazy experience. And I also noticed when I launched that campaign, even though I was so grateful for the experience, it was definitely hindering my mental health while we were going through the campaign because I was constantly on the platform. I mean, when I got into work at 8 p.m. till I left at 5 p.m., I was on my phone looking, you know, tagging people and it just wasn't sustainable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I totally relate because that was exactly how I felt when I was teaching kindergarten in the public school system. It was like, I taught during the school day. I had to be to work by 7 a.m. So mm-hmm. it was on my husband to get the kiddos up and get them ready and get them to daycare. And then I wasn't allowed to leave school and officially because we had to clock in and clock out because there were teachers abusing the privilege of just being able to be trusted to come in at seven and being trusted to leave at 4.30. So we weren't actually allowed to clock out until 4.30. And then it was like hauling, you know what, to daycare 45 minutes away to get both kids and get them home. But then I still had lesson plans to do, materials to make, And it was literally like seven days a week working like 12, 13 hours a day. And it just wasn't sustainable. And then on top of all that was the stress actually in the school building during the school day, which then filtered into life at home. So I totally get what that feels like to be plugged in all the time and have that be such a negative thing on mental health. Totally. It was like, I was like wired, you know, it was, it was all consuming of my thoughts. Like I would come home and throw my phone at Sean, like, help me. Like I need support because it was just so tasking. And I was astonished that no one in the space was talking about that. Like no one. And it's three years ago, you know, this is like four years ago now. So this is like COVID and all of that. Um, And now it's become such a big topic, like social and mental health. And that's what I'm so passionate about because as I was thinking about launching a business, it was totally impacting me. And at that time I was, it was pretty subconscious, you know, like I went to school, they talked about how to run campaigns on social media. That's just what you did. So I thought it was normal, you know, um, to spend all that time on the phone. And now I realize it's totally not, you know? Um, I think that's the thing too, is like, because going to college to be a teacher, you know, they prepared you not for the long work days, you know, not for all of that, but you know, prepared for lesson plans and expectations of administration and things like that. But they didn't talk about the mental health piece of burnout and stress and overwhelm. And they didn't really talk about the politics of education either. And I think there's a lot of politics around social media too. And I think that's really the disservice is that we're often not talking about the things that impact us the most, like the politics of things. And I think, um, you're not a mom to human kids, but you're a mom to a dog kid. So that counts. And um, you're in a relationship with a, with your longtime partner. So I think there are mental health struggles that go along with all of those things. And so, you know, there are mental health struggles with moms, but I feel like 
now with social media moms and Caitlin, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I feel like as a mom being on social media, there are so many moms who it's like nursing their baby in like Tory Burch from head to toe. Like it's so lovely nursing my baby. And I can remember nursing my own kids. And I thought, I feel like I'm a cow being milked and yeah. this is so stressful. It's so exhausting because I'm not sleeping. And there was nothing glorious about nursing my kids. Nothing. I was like so exhausted between nursing and pumping, but there are moms who are like, Oh, I'm nursing and it's lovely. Or it's like, my kid is having a meltdown in target, but it's okay because I have my Starbucks latte. And it's like, this is such a false load of crap. And so then when moms are really struggling, it feels like, um, like you're the only one who's struggling. Like how come all the other moms have it together and I don't, or how come all the other social media managers have it together and I don't. And it's like, we need to stop showing up with this fake nonsense of life is perfect and be real and say, no, I am struggling. This is life, you know? Totally. I could not agree more. It's not, it's not like we haven't broken through the glass ceiling yet of complete authenticity online. And it totally grinds my gears. Like I will honestly unfollow people. Um, and you know, like as with us, we're so passionate about that. Don't be afraid of hurting people's feelings. Like maybe they need to know that what they're putting out there isn't real, you know, and they kind of need a wake up call too. Um, I remember like following this influencer during COVID and she would always put out like positive after affirmations or whatever, which is like great, you know, but we were like, that's not what we want to consume right now. Like we want to talk about what's happening in the world or we want to talk about how like we had a shit day at work and things aren't going well you know Um, sorry for cursing I'm not oh it's fine it's fine you know I have a trash mouth so no worries good I was like shoot (laughs) um but that's like really where I it's a challenge and that was one of the reasons why I almost didn't start my business because how superficial social media was and how opposite of that is from my personality and like yes. I am. So that's why I really had to take the stand of being the outlier as a social media manager. Like Kim knows this, um, but for the listeners, I tell my clients like only spend 20 minutes, 20 minutes a day tops on the platform. Unless you're creating content, then you might spend an hour, but you shouldn't even be on Instagram when you're creating content, you know? So yeah. It's really about like limiting the time so that we're able to see our triggers and become more aware of our patterns, which I know you share all the time on this podcast. And it comes up everywhere. Like it's reflected in motherhood. It's reflected in our relationships, you know, as a dog mom, 100%, it showed me all of these things that maybe I didn't really like about myself. Like I had a short, you know, a short fuse for a while. And especially during COVID that heightened out of like stress and free and starting a business, you know? Um, And I would see it reflected back, like in my relationship with my puppy And that was one of the reasons why I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go to therapy. I need to look at this, you know, and I knew I needed help. And I talk about it all the time on my podcast, on my page, because I don't want people to feel like that's, it's shameful. You know, everyone needs to go to therapy in my book, literally everyone. Yes. And life coaching, because they both have such value. Um, And you said two things that are super important. Well, you said one thing that I really wanted to touch on, but 
there's even pressure with being a dog mom to like be the best dog mom. So like we use prong collars on our dogs. I'm a trainer. I know how to properly use the prong collar. And I can't tell you how many times we're out at the park walking or we were at the boardwalk two summers ago. And this lady was like, you're choking your dogs, like shame on you. And she actually tried to take their collars off. I think she was slightly drunk. And of course I'm in the ice cream shop with my younger and it's my older daughter and my husband who are like encountering this lady. And my husband's like, no, no, don't, don't take them off because then my dogs are going to be running through Rehoboth beach loose and in traffic. And so then I come up and she's like, you're abusing your animals. You're choking your dogs. And of course, Winnie starts going on cue. I'm like, damn it, Winnie, you're making me look bad. Always, always. (laughs) But there's pressure, you know, like with making sure like, oh, does your dog have 8 million toys? And I can tell you as a trainer, your dog doesn't need 8 million toys. Like, oh, the harness in every color. And I can tell you as a dog trainer harnesses aren't great for obedience. Like if you put a harness on your dog, they're going to pull because it's a working dog. But there's like so much pressure there, even just to be the perfect dog mom or the perfect cat mom. And I'm like, this is crazy town. But there's one thing that is so important that you said, if someone triggers you unfollow them. And I had this mom on Instagram and I think if I remember correctly, she was in direct sales and, um, same thing as that influencer triggered you always positivity, always these affirmations, always everything that made her look like superwoman. And that was triggering for me because I was like, is that real life? Probably not. But like the way that she was saying things, it was almost like shaming to moms. If you didn't have it together the way that she did. Yeah. And so I had done this post one time. And I forget the whole premise of the post, but on one of the images, it was put your phone down Mm. and she commented and she was like, really put your phone down. Right. Question mark, exclamation point. And I was like mortified because that was like my first mean comment on Instagram. So, so here's the thing. If you're getting a mean comment, that means you're being bold and you're saying something that matters. So I had to look at it that way. So moms, if you're getting mean comments on Instagram, it means that you're saying something that matters. Like you're actually making a difference. So take that negative comment and be okay with it. And don't take it personally because it's really not about you. It's about the person making the mean comment. And so what I had to realize is that that triggered her because she can't put her phone down. Yes. 100%. Yeah. She can't put it down. And so the fact that I made this suggestion to help others, because I know there are times when I struggle to put my phone down. And, um, so that was about her. So I had actually triggered her back unintentionally. Like, and this wasn't like a, let me trigger you because you're triggering me kind of thing. Right. And so it got to the point where I unfollowed her and I blocked her because then I noticed that she made, and I was following her on Facebook too. And I don't even remember how we got connected, honestly, but I remember there was this post on Instagram where she was going off about how she just tries to be the best mom that she can be. And she made this post on Facebook and she had 150 people telling her that she was the worst mom ever. And it was so upsetting for her and so hurtful. And she doesn't understand why people are so mean. So then what was happening on Instagram is that people were commenting and she had like 300 comments like, oh my God, you're the best mom. Don't let those people get the best of you. And she was lying. I went and I looked on her Facebook page and there was never a post where anyone said that she was a bad mom. There was no post with 150 comments. There was no negativity, 
towards her account in any way, shape or form on Facebook. So she made up this lie on Instagram to boost her freaking algorithms. And I was like, okay, that is not a person who is operating from integrity. I can't allow that into my space, especially if she's going to be leaving mean comments to me. Like I just can't have that. And let me tell you, Caitlin, it felt so empowering to reclaim my energy on Instagram, reclaim my feed, reclaim my space by unfollowing and blocking. Yeah. And you know what? I don't really get negative comments like that. Occasionally it will be someone who's like, well, what do you mean by that? Or like, that's not what I think of when I think of autopilot, aren't we always in autopilot, but nothing like the way that that woman had commented. So yeah. So don't worry. And there was another mom who I was talking to, I think on a podcast interview, I don't know. I've been on so many calls the past couple of weeks. I'm starting, they're all blending together. Yeah. Um, but same thing. She was, we were talking about Oh yes. It was the moms at work podcast and mama's at work. And her name is Heather Rose. And she was talking same thing about how she was on social media. And there was this girl that she went to high school with. They weren't really close friends in high school, but somehow they connected on Facebook. And this mom was making her feel horrible about herself. And her husband said to her, why are you looking at that? Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Just a get off of Facebook, stop send, spending hours on Facebook right. and unfollow her. Like just stop la- allowing her in your space. And it's like, yes, but I think we're so afraid even on social media to unfollow someone because we're worried about hurting someone else's feelings, or we're worried that we're going to look bad because we unfollowed them. Totally. It's like our people pleasing tendencies yes. all out of our trauma and everything else. Yes. But when you can do it and you can step back and exactly how you said, like step in your energy, I'm so happy that you did that. Especially when you look at it for me as like, you're building a safe community, a safe space for people to communicate in the comments if they choose to. And that negative energy has, or judgmental energy has no, you know, space in your community, especially like, it's not up for debate, you know, yeah. like she right. can say I'm on my phone all the time and I'm not sure how to get off or I'm not sure what you mean by this. Like, would you mind elaborating? There's different ways that she could have approached it. She came at it too hard and yeah, it just shows where she's at at life and where she is on her healing journey. And not to be mean, but sometimes when we're going through our traumas or like we've made it through most of our journey, you know, it's always a journey. So we're always growing, but um, maybe we've unpacked most of that trauma and we're now aware that we're being triggered. Exactly how you said, it's like, why do it to ourselves? You know, why surround ourselves with these triggers, which again, just put us back into those negative patterns naturally because we're human. Um, And sometimes it's subconscious you know, like you're yeah. you could be watching her story. And then in the next five minutes, when you're off your phone, you have like negative self-talk, you know, just like rolling through your brain. That's where I've been trying to like analyze my patterns around that. What was I doing before? What was I thinking about? Like really getting down to the nitty gritty of the pattern, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And especially when it comes to social media, because I feel like yeah. when we're on there and we're looking at other people's feeds, you know, and then we start feeling badly about ourselves because our feed doesn't look like that. Or our dog mom journey doesn't look like that. Or our human kid mom journey doesn't look yeah. like that. Or even our, our relationship with our partner, like whatever the case may be, 
it's after we like we look at those images and we look at that content and we get off but then that's where it's like this space becomes available to start ruminating <laughs> on everything that we saw and then our brain is like an overthinking mode analyzing yeah. it all and we never ever ever end out like it we never end up on the top no no <laughs> like we do that we always end up at the bottom Totally. And then it might like squash your energy for the day. Yeah. Like that's what I'm noticing for myself. It, it will suck my energy. And then I need like a nap or I need more self-care and not that that's a bad thing. It's yeah. just for me, like finding the balance of where maybe I don't have to be, you know, like draining my energy through my thoughts so much yes. because it just happens, you know? And yeah. I try not to beat myself up about it too. Like if it, it ends up, you know, spinning in my brain, it's like, okay, it's that again, you know? Um, and one of my coaches, you said something earlier that made me think of this. Uh, she said the same thing. Like it's a reflection of them, but yes. also being able to come back and like really think about what they're bringing up for you. Cause most yes. of time it leads you to a root problem, you know, Absolutely. that we haven't addressed yet. Yes. Like me for sure. You know, like I'm speaking from my own experience. Yes, same. You know? Yeah. And when you can get back to that and it's like, oh, it's not really about, you know, me not being the best dog mom or like me having an issue with my partner. It's because I think that I should have like this perfect life and yes. life isn't perfect, you know, like as a perfectionist, it's hard to remember that, but yes. it's just never going to be perfect. You know, yes. it's controlling for me where I really have to like check myself and just ground again, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Same, same. And that's, and that's the important part too, is like, you know, I realized that I was triggered by her negative comment and that goes way back. Yeah. You know, it's like that. So that mirrored in me something that I still needed to work on and the feeling of, you know, no one wants to hear what I have to say, or, um, you know, people think I'm wrong or, you know, there are all kinds of crazy stories that go way back from, you know, childhood and the thoughts that I had then when, someone said I was wrong or I wasn't heard or I wasn't seen. And so being able to recognize that now and saying, okay, this is not that. Yeah. And work and recognizing the pattern so that you can work through it. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And so I think it's really great that you, you know, are taking this stand and saying like, Hey, social media is great. It has a purpose. However, there are these things, these so-called side effects that can pop up. And if you're having these side effects too, you're not the only one because I do. And I think it's about normalizing. And so, because oftentimes we feel alone, like we're the only ones going through the thick of the struggle when yeah. we're not, there are billions of people going through the same struggle, but no one wants to admit it because it's embarrassing yeah. And you're worried what people are going to think of you and what they're going to say about you. And if they're going to, you know, abandon you, quote unquote, abandon you or decide that they don't want a relationship with you anymore. And so, um, so I think it's amazing. And I think it's great that you're holding that space because it lets other people know that there is support out there for if you're having the struggle. Yes. That's like my biggest message. It's like, because now Meraki has grown and I find that so many entrepreneurs struggle with this and moms and everyday people, you know, kids, especially like they think that this lifestyle, they're going to become all these influencers and that's what they want. And when I watch some of their lives, you know, 
most of the influencers that I follow now show the good and the bad in their yes. life. Cause that's like what I try to focus on, you know? Right. Um, but some of them that these TikTok stars, like they come up so quickly yes, and they really struggle, you know, their whole self-worth is on the platform. Yes. And that's the type of pattern and relationships with social media that I try to really break early yeah. on for my clients, because it has nothing to do with who you are as a person, you right. know, how many followers you have, how many likes you get. All I think about content is if we're helping one person with the post, or maybe somebody finds it in three months from now, you know, and it helps them then. Yeah really where it matters, you know, like that's why we do what we do, especially as being a life coach, like this is your passion, you know? Um, and it's not about like the immediate gratification of it. It's about the long-term effects. Right. But I think we, our society is so focused on instant gratification that it's a hard knock when we don't get that instant gratification. Like I've just started dipping the toe into TikTok, like just my baby toe. (laughs) And it is a hard platform to be on, to break into that algorithm. And so like, it's easy for me to make the video. Like that's not the hard part. The hard part is figuring out the algorithm piece, like the technical piece of it. And that's really, you know, Instagram too. It's like on some level, you have to be able to tap into the algorithm and the algorithm is really beyond our control. So really focusing on what is within our control in social media. And that is how much time we spend on the platform. Yeah our motivation for being on the platform and creating content. Totally. And I feel like there should be a third thing. Cause I'm like, well, there's always three. It's like the top three things for totally. so Caitlin. I feel like engagement, you know, like yeah. don't be afraid to engage with your community or potential community. Yes. You know? Um, cause the way we approach Instagram is like, we don't really leave it up to chance. As you know, we like yeah. to position the content in front of your ideal client. So they are aware that like you even exist, you know, like yeah. so funny when I first started this business, I was explaining this to my aunt the other day. There's like this world of online women and men, amazing entrepreneurs, but that like my family, they have no clue that people yes. this even exists in the world, you know, yes, like they same. have no idea. And I'll talk about it with them, but it seems like a figment of their imagination. It's like, it really doesn't exist. And that's, what's so interesting about Instagram that can be so powerful is when you're willing to engage with that ideal client and show them like, Hey, listen, you don't have to live with all of this baggage that's holding you back with your trauma. Like, right you can actually live a free, happy life, even though you've been told all your life throughout society that you can't, you know, and you're not good enough. Like you can. Yeah. I love it. So Caitlin, any last minute tip as we wrap up and PS, I feel like we need to have, like, I need to have you on again for another episode because I feel like we're really not done chatting. Sure. Let's do it. Let's do like a part two or something. Yes, I love, I would love to. So, so last minute tips. I feel like there's been so many big takeaways in this episode. So like last minute thing, is there one thing that we didn't touch on? You know, I would say maybe just setting that timer on your mm. Instagram because there's a really easy way to do it. You can literally quickly Google it. I won't bore you with the logistics now. Just quickly Google how to set a time limit on Instagram. It's in your settings. Um, And it'll just pop up and alert you like you've been on Instagram for 20 minutes. And what I have set on my account, it's doing it. Doing it. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad. It really works out well. And if I get the alert, maybe I'm in the middle of a DM, I'll finish the DM or maybe I'll answer like two or three more DMs and then I'm off for the rest of the day. It's like yeah. really less stressful. And it'll also track how long you've been on your stories for, which I also uh. like on that specific account. So if you're like taking a story for a long time, it'll tell you like, okay, just post the story. Don't worry about it. You know, don't yeah. be too much of a perfectionist. Just get yeah. it out there. Yeah. yeah. Like post and be done. Yes. They're like, Not please get it complicated. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So literally when this podcast episode ends, I am popping on Instagram and I'm setting the timer. I'm going to figure it out because my God, I need that in my life. Yes. It'll be so helpful. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. I even have it on my personal account now too. Yes. I love it. So, oh my gosh, Caitlin, this has been amazing. We're going to pick a date. You're going to come back because we still have way more to talk about. Uh, but if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it for a friend, share it with a friend. Um, the more the merrier. And if you would be so kind as to leave a review, I would love it. I take the time to read all the reviews so I can make sure that this podcast continues to be the resource that you're looking for with support and guidance and all the things so that you know that you're not in this journey alone. And I hope I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in.